Good afternoon. It is Thursday, August the 19th, 2021. You are listening to Michiana Speak Out on a day of just unprecedented breaking news that we need to address. And we don't even have a chance to put any interviews today. Get ready for the most unbelievable stories you've heard today yet. Stay tuned. Here we go. News Nation This Hour, I'm Vic Vaughn. Several buildings on the Capitol complex in Washington, D.C. have been evacuated. It's a bomb threat. A man in a nearby truck may be holding a detonator, reportedly claims to have a propane tank inside the cab. It's not yet clear whether it's real or a hoax. Massive police response there, federal agents and snipers. The U.S. military's mission to evacuate Americans and others from Kabul airport in Afghanistan is entering a new phase. U.S. Army Major General Hank Taylor. We're ready to increase throughput and have scheduled aircraft departures accordingly. The U.S. Air Force has flown out 7,000 people since evacuations began over the weekend. The general says they'll now have the capability to evacuate five to 7,000 per day. Says that depends on whether they can make it safely on their own to the tarmac. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby disputes reports that U.S. warplanes are conducting aggressive maneuvers toward the Taliban. We felt it was important today, given that there had been some reporting out there that we were you know, flying low passes over the city or or some kind of shows of force. That's not what this is. This is just an added layer of force protection. From today's news conference, rather, Kirby says the Overwatch flights are an added layer of force protection. He declined to answer directly whether those U.S. pilots have clearance to attack. Also said he's unsure how many Americans are still in Afghanistan. The Biden administration will automatically erase $5.8 billion in student loan debt for more than 300,000 eligible Americans. It applies to borrowers with total and permanent disabilities that leave them unable to earn significant incomes. The administration will not require them to prove that low income. The Federal Aviation Administration today levied more than a half million dollars in fines against 34 passengers accused of unruly behavior. Everything from offensive and combative acts to refusing face masks and a sexual assault. It's the FAA's biggest fine since its zero-tolerance policy went into effect against unruly passengers. Thousands of people are attending a funeral today for Chicago police officer Ella French. They've gathered at a church on the city's south side just two miles from where she was shot and killed in the line of duty during a traffic stop nearly two weeks ago. Her partner was critically wounded and remains hospitalized. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and the News Nation Now app. I'm Vic Vaughn. It's on you, Judd. I'm ready to die for cause. And brother, you said if you could do anything to save one life, one life, you said you'd do it. Well, you got a chance. I want to go home Sunday. I want to go home and see my wife. We're living in a free country, Joe. Choice yours. If you want to shoot me 
and take the chance of blowing up two and a half city blocks because that toolbox full. Monium nitro, it's full. I don't want to die, Joe. I want to go home. Just like the people in Afghanistan want to go home. Them people's lives are on your hands. All them dead people's on your hands. Afghanistan, I'm standing for you strong too. The motherfuckers should have bombed their asses and made sure you was all right before you left. That voice that you heard was the voice of Ray Rosenberry, and you're probably wondering, well, who is that? That is the gentleman who made the news headlines this morning and this afternoon by being the center of a standoff and a bomb threat in Washington, D.C. This gentleman parked his black pickup truck just outside of the Library of Congress and created national headlines by having a bomb threat with a what looked like a live bomb that he had on him. He told authorities that he was carrying a bomb and that he was ready to detonate it as well as he wanted to talk to Joe Biden. What is even more strange in this whole story that unfolded this morning on internet and national TV was that he um, did so on social media, especially on Facebook. So let's go ahead and give you the, the wrap-up of what happened today. Luckily, no explosion happened in the capital city of Washington, D.C. Thank God for that. But it all unfolded in the 9 o'clock hour when we were expecting to prepare for what was going to be news on Little Mercedes um, and her being missing. This gentleman, Ray Rosenberry, was driving from North Carolina. The information I'm giving you comes from sources from Agenda Free TV. So let me give you all the, the skiff. So the gentleman came up, parked his black pickup truck on the sidewalk just outside of the Library of Congress. The authorities came up and he claimed that he had a bomb. He also had pictures taken and he was shooting video and some of them were rambling, including a half an hour rant against the United States government for whatever injustices that he wanted to talk about. He threw wads of money outside of the window of his truck on the ground. And in the videos that he shot live on Facebook, which we did not cover the live videos as they were being broadcast for investigative purposes, we understand that. Mr. Rosenberry um, also had what looked like a bomb. He described what the bomb was, including a can of, uh, he said, gunpowder. He said there was ammonium nitrate, the same type of chemical used in the Oklahoma City bombing that was in a um, glove compartment and toolbox. The video also had swearing in it, so obviously we did not play that or show any of that. And he also said he wanted to talk to Joe Biden. Um, he also said that if the windows were to break in his truck, that the detonation would go off and that he had planted other bombs in the area as well. Facebook took down those videos for safety and per the government request, I'm sure. 
and went and tried to address this gentleman. And one of the discussions that you heard was, or part of the video was there. In the video, per Agenda Free TV and, and folks that were supplying pictures and screenshots, there was, uh, you could also see what looked like a bunch of money in bags that were all over the, the ground as if they were going to be used as uh, additional weapons, shrapnel, if you will, if an explosion was to have happened from the truck. Fortunately, the standoff ended. Um, the authorities were going to allow him to talk on a phone. He refused the phone, but at one point toward the end of the standoff, he did get out and willingly surrendered. A little bit later on the coverage of Agenda Free TV, it was reported that Mr. Rosenberry had told his wife that he was just going on a fishing trip. So she had no idea, supposedly, that he was going out, but apparently he was also suffering from some mental issues and was in a change of medication. So the gentleman has been apprehended. The situation still under investigation. And hopefully if this was a live explosive, that it has been safely disarmed and taken care of. And thank goodness and praise the Lord, nobody was hurt. The gentleman did threaten that the explosion could have damaged a two and a half block area. So praise God for that. So that was a, a very happy ending, but unfortunately, news wasn't so good locally. And that is little Mercedes, 11 month old girl that we've been asking you to help find, unfortunately was found dead and murdered in Fulton County. Talk on Facebook and social media was indicating that she was found in a ditch. We cannot confirm that, but that was some of the stuff that was going on before the sad announcement by the authorities this morning at 10.30, which we did. Actually, thank goodness for uh, John Schaefer. He carried the feed today from ABC 57 on our page, which happened just after the Rosenberry bomb threat. And uh, so the gentleman, Jason, that was given the, the child from the parents who had also done drugs, now will be charged in the death of this little precious girl. Our station gives its condolences. And we just want to take a, a few moments of silence to remember this little girl who was killed too early in life. Amen. We have some uh, comment or two that's on our Facebook page on a thread dedicated to this. And uh, you can take a look at those and please give your, your thoughts on our page as well. Um, as Michiana has a, a tragedy that we're dealing with. We've had our share of these. We can remember the tragedy of the mom who killed her kids and told the police at Elkhart. And we've had other uh, sad tragedies as, as well. And so uh, our, our hearts do go out in this, in this situation. 
On a happier note, let's go ahead and take a look at the rest of the day's weather. And when we come back, we have uh, a little bit of racing news to cover and then the rest of our west of our information. You're listening to Michigan Speak Out. My name is Keith Thews, and this is SME Community Radio. Detailed forecast. This afternoon, isolated showers and thunderstorms. Mostly sunny, with a high near 86. Come wind. Chance of precipitation is 20%. Tonight, isolated showers and thunderstorms before 7 p.m., patchy fog after 2 a.m., otherwise, partly cloudy, with a low around 64. North wind around 5 mph becoming calm. Chance of precipitation is 10%. Friday, patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise, mostly sunny, with a high near 85. Calm wind becoming southeast around 5 mph in the afternoon. Friday night. Partly cloudy, with a low around 66. Calm wind becoming southeast around 5 mph. Saturday. Mostly sunny, with a high near 87. Light south wind increasing to 5 to 10 mph in the morning. Saturday night. A 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms before 2 a.m. Partly cloudy, with a low around 68. Okay, thank you so much for that, Russell. We appreciate the uh, weather forecast. So anyway, on a more interesting note, the third story of news today is the Plymouth Speedway is going to be paved back in asphalt. That's correct. If you person, and we're going to be talking about this to Ron Varash tomorrow, who broke the news 31 minutes after it was posted from the Plymouth Speedway Facebook page. Yes, the pavement, or sorry, the, the dirt track now will become pavement once again so take a look at the press release that is on our SME Community Radio Facebook page in the midday the uh, track hopes, hopes to be partnering up with events with the South Bend Motor Speedway and also has stated that the inside small oval will also remain a dirt track and will feature the continued uh, go-karts and lawnmower racing action as well. So that smaller track inside will, will remain dirt. They did say that the dirt from the outside main oval will be kept just outside uh, in case it's needed and when it's needed. And so uh, the track that once was paved then went to dirt is now going back to being a paved asphalt track again and uh, you can read the the extended press release it is official um, so enjoy that and we'll talk more with Rhonda Frash tomorrow so it's been just a wild time of news today I'm sorry I didn't have a chance to do a open microphone today I will try it again next week so let's go ahead and continue on with the rest of our programming. You guys have a good rest of the day. Um, get ready for a great weekend. And keep us informed of what's going on out there. And we'll keep you informed with what we find as your community news source. Take care. Mom. Dad. Let's talk about tackle football. I just learned about CTE. 
the brain disease caused by repeated hits to the head. The more years I play, the more I'm at risk. If you put me in tackle today. By the time I'm a senior in high school, I'll have played 13 years of tackle football. I could already have CTE, and it will continue to destroy my brain even after I stop playing. So by the time I'm your age, I could be fighting depression, struggling to keep my thoughts straight. I could become violent, even towards my own children. When I'm your age, what will matter to me is not my youth football career, but that like you, I'm a great parent and I can provide for my family. So please, keep me out of tackle football until I'm 14. Hi, I am Pastor Joel of Heart City Church, and thank you for joining us for Happy and Whole in Him. I think one of the biggest lies I've ever heard was one I learned as a child. There's a little rhyme that went like this. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. The fact is, some words do far more permanent damage than any stick or stone ever could. And that is what the Apostle James has been teaching us. James writes in chapter 3, verses 7 to 9, For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. Yesterday we saw how our tongues can destroy us, staining our bodies and setting our whole life course on fire. Well, today James reveals how our tongues hurt others, often embittering folks and leaving a trail of broken relationships. James describes the tongue as a restless evil. Do you know folks like this? Their tongues are always wagging, always seeking to criticize others looking to stir the pot so they can get folks speaking ill of others, even fighting? Did you notice James also says our tongue is full of deadly poison? Our words can cause irreparable damage. So many people are so concerned about their opinions being lifted up, about their being right, that they are rendered entirely incapable of loving others. Loose lips do sink ships as the moment they release the tongue, it fires off torpedoes. Torpedoes that can sadly send already sinking souls into the depths, never to rise again. Notice James has a specific concern for Christian believers. He essentially says, how dare you walk into church and use your tongue one moment to sing, praise, and bless God, and then the next moment you're using that same tongue to curse people made in God's likeness. Do you realize that every person, no matter how evil they may be in your eyes, bears the image of God? Our first impulse ought to be to look at the ways in which their lives reveal the God we love. And you may be thinking, Pastor Joel, I'm sorry, some folks are just too bad off. I encourage you to read Daniel's words to King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 2, verses 37 and 38. There you'll hear David, Daniel praise a pagan king who destroyed his city, flattened his temple, killed many of his people, 
and hauled Daniel and many of his fellow men off as slaves. Yet Daniel praises this pagan ruler for God's sake, which, by the way, later earns him the ability to counsel this same king to repent of his evil in chapter 4. A question we need to ask when we disagree with someone is, am I being compassionate? Or maybe we need to ask, am I seeking their well-being? Am I seeking their conversion to Christ? Or am I seeking victory? My friend, I also think James might be reminding us of Genesis 1.26 when God spoke mankind into being. God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Do you see the power of the words of our Creator? God's words bring life. Do you see that we, who are made in God's image, also have the power, in a lesser way of course, to bring life and healing with our tongues? Yet sadly, friend, don't we often use our words to tear down? I remember once, in a moment of anger, I loosened my lips and I spoke words to a loved one. They were like arrows that hit the mark and I immediately regretted it. Perhaps you've done the same. Well, you need to seek forgiveness for those words and turn to God. My friend, each and every evil word that you have spoken against God or those made in His image gives sufficient reason for Him to curse you to hell for all of eternity. But the good news is that God sent a Savior, a Savior who was silent before His accusers. Our Lord Jesus did not open his mouth because of all the evil that has come out of ours. And Jesus took upon himself the wrath and curse for our tongues so that we might no longer live to curse and destroy with our tongues, but that we might be able to praise him for all eternity. So I encourage you to use your tongue to thank God for the cross of Christ and then use that same tongue to praise your unbelieving neighbor for God's sake. As Sam Crabtree says, Praise the image of God in them, because our failure to praise them may even unwittingly abandon them on their hell-bent path, even propel them on an accelerated descending trajectory, having alienated them from the very ones who possess the truth so crucial for them to hear. My friend, remember who you are and who you belong to. Apple has announced the first of more than a dozen black and brown owned businesses in the green technology and clean energy sector that will join the company's impact accelerator in an ongoing effort by the company to support equity and opportunity in the environmental sector. The companies are based in the U.S. from Silicon Valley to tribal regions in the Midwest, among them the Oteti Sakowin Power Authority, the independent nonprofit formed by the Sioux tribes to develop renewable energy resources. This power project is on track to create large-scale wind and solar power with plans to crank out two gigawatt hours of emissions-free power. Also, block power, aimed at turning aging, inefficient buildings into state-of-the-art structures. Since 2014, it has retrofitted more than 1,200 buildings in disadvantaged communities with eco-friendly electric, heating, and cooling systems. Apple has a history of going green, reducing packaging, and using recycled materials in making new devices. With Fox on Tech, Brett Larson, Fox News. A lot of my friends basically went to work 
for the cartels right off the bat. Ed Calderon spent his career confronting Mexico's ruthless drug cartels face to face. Nightly raids on different houses and places where people were suspected of storing you know, drugs. The former paramilitary law enforcement officer was born and raised in what he calls one of the most heavily trafficked cities on the planet, Tijuana. The vehicle carrying this man, the assistant chief of Tijuana's municipal police, sits riddled with bullets. Uh, he was found probably 12 hours later uh, with his uh, ID screwed into his forehead, tortured into death, basically. You know, it scared the out of all of us. <laughs> Ed acquired a set of unique survival skills that has earned him the nickname, the Sneak Reaper. A bag of tricks that makes special operators nervous and maybe even a little jealous. In exactly two minutes, I'm gonna start putting more restraints on you. Hurry the f up! One of his more signature strengths is teaching people how to avoid being kidnapped or how to increase your odds if you aren't as lucky. Everybody's capable of being dangerous at any time, even if they're handcuffed, even if they're bound. What makes you dangerous is your nature. In Alchemy of Violence, Narcos, Reapers, and Survival, Ed talks about facing the real Grim Reaper. We were uh, being targeted. People had eyes on us. And explains how his brushes with true violence have changed him and how he's used that alchemy to find and help others. Listen to the complete season of Alchemy of Violence on Fox News Podcast Plus starting July 12th. Fox News Podcast Plus is our new subscriber-based offering without commercials, includes bonus content, and exclusive shows like this one, exclusively on Apple Podcasts. Visit foxnewspodcast.com. Profile America, Thursday, August 19th. This month, 55 years ago, work began on a seven-building development near the southern tip of Manhattan. On the site of a recently cleared neighborhood of low-rise buildings called Radio Row, construction began in 1966 on what would become the World Trade Center. The Twin Towers, the landmark feature of the development, were briefly the tallest in the world after the completion in the early 1970s. The cost of the World Trade Center complex was around $1.5 billion. In 1966, the value of all new construction put in place totaled $76.4 billion. That's over $614 billion today. Currently, the annual value of new construction, both public and private, is on a pace to exceed $1.5 trillion, or double the figure from 55 years ago. Profile America is in its 25th year as a public service of the U.S. Census Bureau. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This concludes our podcast for today. Stick with us Monday through Friday and download it here through anchor.fm and the Anchor podcast free of charge through your Google Play Store. On behalf of us at SME, have a good one.